0: You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. Know more about sex as an idol in today's culture in this message by Pastor Jonathan Ramirez. Advisory, this podcast contains mature subject matter. Please exercise discretion when listening around children. Today, we would like to attempt to discuss a very controversial and sensitive issue, especially we have here in our culture that... uh, Sex is not supposed to be discussed. So today, we have this topic. This is our serious topic for the next three Sundays or three worship services. Beginning today, we are going to talk about uncensored. And we are going to discuss about three-letter word? About God. Okay, we are going to discuss about God and His Word and what the Word of God is saying about sex. Okay? The title is Sex, a God, okay? So, today we are going to discuss this. You know what? We are saying, is sex God? is a question. Because nowadays, in our time, even in our culture, not just here in the Philippines, sex is becoming a God to so many people. Of course, no one would admit and say, eh, sex is my God. Of course, no one would say that. But the way they live and the way they look... and The way they look at sex, as if it is their God. It's like money. Money is a very potential God as well. In the same way, sex is becoming a God nowadays. That is why I believe it is a bold attempt on our part for us to discuss this topic with maturity and without malice. So you won't hear me so much joke. Probably a little Because this is a serious discussion about sex. And at the end of the series, we are going to have a biblical understanding of what really sex is really all about. Is that agreeable? Okay. So today, before, before we discuss this, allow me just first to lay down some facts to you. Because it is so important that as a church, we are to discuss it here There are so many people discussing it outside and most especially right now in social media. And unfortunately, what they are getting is a polluted concept of sex. We believe that sex is holy before God in the context of marriage. Do you agree? Yes, it is holy because marriage is God's idea. God initiated marriage. And because of that, sex is part of it. And therefore, sex is holy in the context of marriage now it is so important for us to discuss it here in our church it is so vital that the information and the knowledge that you get about this topic is from the bible and that is important because you know what. allow me to show you some facts and this is reality overwhelming reality first pornography is a 97 billion dollar industry worldwide No wonder if you are a business person and you don't have any moral responsibility or social responsibility, you are going to venture in this kind of business knowing that it is so profitable. Second is 2.5 billion emails sent or received every day contain porn. This is where most of the young people are getting their knowledge about sex and it's a polluted knowledge about sex. 90% 90% of children between 8 and 16 have viewed porn on the internet according to the London School of Economics. The Philippines, okay, I'm sure you are interested in this. The Philippines is among the top 10 countries. That's sad. With rampant cyber-pornographic activities involving mostly boys and girls aged 10 to 14 according to virtual global task force that is the very reason why we need to look at the biblical context of what really sex is all about and the purpose why god designed sex in the first place now you see a bed right here this is a married bed maybe you are wondering a while ago why this bed is here you may be thinking something else i don't know what pastor is going to do about that bed but for sure it's not for demonstration purposes it's only for illustration purposes, okay? this Do you have this at home? Are you sure? Is this holy or not? That's why. Hey, you see, you can no longer answer me. Do you have this at home? Okay. Now, this is, I said, it's an, it's an, I'm illustrating this. This is a married bed, okay? Because marriage is God's idea Sex is being done here, therefore, sex is holy in the context of marriage and it must not be defiled. Unfortunately, our culture today, of course, the number one agent this is the devil, has somehow perverted sex. And so, it is important for us to look at what the Word of God is saying. That's why I invite every one of you to please stand up and let us open our Bible to Colossians chapter 3, beginning verse 1 up to. 5. All right. Colossians chapter 3, beginning verse 1 up to 5. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ with your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you: sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire and covetousness, which is idolatry. Shall we just bow down our head and let us seek the guidance of God? Heavenly Father, we thank you for such opportunity that you have given us to study about the biblical concept of sex thank you so much lord god that you will give us the maturity without malice of discussing this important topic thank you so much god we just allow your holy spirit to enlighten each and every one of us for us to see what your word is saying thank you god let jesus christ be exalted in jesus name amen amen you may be now be seated we are going to discuss about the three views on sex the first one is the worldly view, what the world thinks about sex. And somehow, let me tell you that it is on the extreme side. And the another extreme side is the religious view. And we, are, we will be able to see the comparison between the two. And the third, of course, is the biblical view, what the Bible says concerning sex. Now, let's go first to the worldly view. The world thinks that sex is God. It may not be literally being said, but the way they live and the way they look at it, their perspective concerning sex is that sex is really becoming their God. In Colossians chapter 3, the verse I have read a while ago, it says, Set your minds on things that are above. Say, above. Above. And somehow St. Paul is referring to the good things that God is giving us. Set your minds on things Above. Things that are heavenly the way we look at things the way we think it shall, should somehow be holy and heavenly and not only on things that and not on things that are on earth when we say on earth is the thinking of people who are here on earth that is against the word of god or against the will of god people defy defy sex it means let instinct do what they want as human being we have our what we call human instinct and for me to explain this further i will read first corinthians chapter 6 verse 13 food for the stomach and the stomach for food but god will destroy them both this is actually a usual saying in corinthian society food for the stomach and the stomach for food unfortunately this saying. Is somehow being used as well to, for us to think that sex is just like that. Now, if you are hungry, what will you do? You will eat. It's natural for us to eat. Every time we are hungry, of course, our natural instinct is for us to eat. Okay? And you can choose wherever you want to eat. Right? We can choose. If you are hungry, again, you are going to eat. Unfortunately, that's the way they view sex. The Corinthian society is viewing sex in that way. If you are in urge, then give in to your urge to anyone you like. Remember that Aphrodite Temple, that's the temple of the prostitutes, were actually advocating this. They were actually practicing Prostitution in a legal, in a moral way. Different even from our perspective today as believers of Jesus Christ. It's just so natural for them to accept that social culture of having sex with anybody, with anyone. That's why St. Paul said, food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy them both. And And he said again, the body is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. For the Corinthian society, and even for the Corinthian believers, especially the new ones, for them, this is, just, this is something new. This is a new perspective, because they were used to having a perspective that sex is just a natural instinct of man, and therefore, every time you have an urge, you can do it with anybody. Without necessarily having responsibility. Now, if we are to compare our culture today, and I'm sure you would agree with me if I'm going to present to you this following phrase that talks about our culture today the word no strings attach, wherein a man and a woman would just make love. Or having sexual intercourse without any responsibility at all, no strings attached. Familiar, ba kayo dyan? Second, ju- it's just sex. It's no big deal. It's just sex. It's like saying, well, it is just a physical activity, nothing more, nothing less. You can just take about afterwards. No big deal. You know what? Sex is not just physical sex is also emotional and let me tell you this this may be something new to you that sex is also something is spiritual first and foremost it was designed by god in marriage and it is god's way of bringing two people together for them to experience physical intimacy and bonding to cement the relationship in the context of marriage so sex is is spiritual as well. Test drive before you buy. Familiar kayo dyan, ano? Uh, try and try muna before you buy. Okay? Parang ng tao, parang ginawa na lang sa sakyan. We're in love. They're trying to manipulate their own minds by saying, anyway, we're in love. It's not actually love, but it's actually lust. That is why they say, we're getting married anyway, why don't we do it in advance? On an installment basis. I did din know. So this is our culture today. That is why I said a while ago, it's becoming a god in our society. Now, what makes sex an idol or a god? According to Tim Keller, this is the way he discussed it, what is an idol? It is anything more important to you than God anything that absorbs your heart and imagination more than God anything you seek to give you what only God can give anything can be a potential God to us money is a potential God if your imagination, if your heart were actually captive by money then money is becoming your God your boyfriend can be your God If everything your boyfriend says, you will just say yes. Oh, yes. Anything, anyone, or whatever can be a potential God. And we are supposed to take note that sex is one of the leading potential God that our society can have today. Allow me to read this porn-making men bad in bed. Okay, the author, the one who wrote this is the author of Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. Maria Robinson cited a past survey by Italian urologists that noted a link between erectile dysfunction and porn use. She said urologist Carlo Foresta, head of the Italian Society of Andrology and sexual medicine and professor of the University of Padua, mentioned that 70% Of the young men seeking clinical help, that means they have some problem. For sexual performance problems, admit to using internet pornography habitually. More than 10 years ago, I have someone in my previous church who who said to me, Pastor, I have a problem with regards to erectile dysfunction. You see, I'm using these words right now, that's why I'm justified when I said all twelve years old and below must go to the kids' church. Okay? Let us take this with maturity. Amen. Okay. Pastor, I have this problem about erectile dysfunction. He said, What do you mean? Every time we intend to make love, there is erectile dysfunction. Okay? Then he said, is there something? And I said, I advise you to go to a doctor. You may have some problem physically. Pastor, I have no problem physically. The fact is, I have to confess to you this, I watch pornography on, on TV. And every time I watch pornography on TV, I'm not experiencing erectile dysfunction. I actually enjoy it. But I am wondering why is it that when my wife and I would come together to make love, I am experiencing the erectile dysfunction. You see, church, this is one of the problems arising because of the massive pornography. People are experiencing physiological problems. Problem on the functions of their bodies because their minds are being forced to think of something else for them to be aroused. Now, let me just ask all married women right here, okay, without any malice, would you like, every time you make love with your husband, your husband is seeing a different face other than you? Would you like that? Yung pero ang itsura nakikita hindi kayo It's in their imagination because what they are seeing is something that they saw on television or on internet the pornographic material And it's so saddening that that is actually happening It has effect physiologically on us and even morally and even spiritually Romans chapter 1 verse 21 to 22 says for although they knew God They did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. This refers to the unbelievers, to the perverts. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Therefore, God gave them, in verse 24, Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and serve the creator rather than the, the creator who is blessed forever amen let me continue in verse 26 for this reason god god gave them up to dishonorable passions for their women exchanged natural relations for those that are contrary to nature what does it mean simple that's actually a lesbianism and the man likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another men committing shameless acts with men men to men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error say Jew penalty we are preaching this message not to condemn anyone but for us to expose the truth for us to expose with the truth so that we know what to do and we know how to position ourselves with regards to our perspective concerning sex. It's not our goal to hurt anybody. It's not our goal to put to shame anyone with different or with, with different sexual orientation. But this is exactly what the word of God is saying and I'm just merely reading it. Sex has been perverted so much in our society. And let me tell you, and let me ask you this question. Do you think even sex is being done inside marriage? Do you think there is a chance that sex can still be perverted inside marriage? What do you think? Who say yes, raise your hands. Who says no? Who says I don't know? Or who says, uh, Pastor, whatever you say, I don't know. Sex can still be perverted even in marriage. Remember this, while it is true that God designed sex to married couple, it must be done with absolute purity. Sex is not just body to body. Listen carefully. We already know this. Sex is body to body. That's good. Okay? But you also have to understand it is heart heart. It is also soul to soul and spirit to spirit. And you are actually expressing your love towards one another. Human being is unique in the way they make love. Unlike animals, only human being make love fronting one another. Are you there? Why? because that's precisely the reason it's the full expression of their being now positionally before god man and his wife are already one before god but they still have the responsibility to continue what god has begun in their lives as long as they live they should be one they should nourish the relationship together as the days or years pass by, they should continue to bond together and experience physical intimacy. Are you there? Physical intimacy to strengthen their bond as husband and wife. And it is part and natural process of marriage for them to experience that body to body, heart to heart, Soul to soul, spirit to spirit Before, because before the sight of God they are one and they have the responsibility towards one another to fulfill their obligation so that God can even bring them closer to one another for bonding purposes. So that the enemy cannot take hold of them and tempt them to get that love outside marriage. Naintindihan po niyo. Para mas lalo pang magniig yung kanila home relationship, maranasan yung physical intimacy. If there is a need for the husband and wife to experience spiritual intimacy, if there's a need for them to experience social intimacy, if there is a need for them to experience emotional intimacy, the more reason they should also experience physical intimacy. Because we are God created us with specific sexual needs. Entindihan po ba ninyo Amen. Po kayong seryoso. Wala hong The next is the religious view. Sex is gross. What is that? Sex is gross. It means, in the perspective of the religious people, sex is dirty. Or let us not talk about it. It's dirty. It defiles me. I don't like to discuss anything about sex. Sex is taboo to discuss. It's vulgar. It's inappropriate. And to the religious minds, sex is just is just for procreation or possess, nothing more, nothing less. Sabi ng mga early fathers natin, just like Clement of Alexandria, ito sabi niya, Intercourse performed licitly, meaning legally, is an occasion of sin unless done purely to beget children. So anong ibig sabihin niyan? They say that sex is only for procreation, for possess. So, if you make love, make sure that your purpose is just to beget children. My question is, how about if after 10 attempts, still, there's no fruit in the womb? Are they committing immorality? Now, second, if, for example, you are just aspiring to have three or four children, now that you have already four children, would you still continue doing sex or do you still continue your sexual intercourse as husband and wife? Bakit hindi kayo Okay? Because that is, the, ito yung sinasabi niya. Now, another, kay Augustine. Okay? Basahin ko po ito. He was sexually active before his conversion and he often commended commended married couples for not engaging in sex and referred to it as a form of animalistic lust. Another, Thomas Aquinas. He thought that sex was only permissible for purposes of procreation and so sexual intercourse as duty alone according to him anything beyond this is immoral you know in the bible the song of solomon if you are just to read it carefully okay song of solomon is part of the bible it talks about sex it talks about sexuality of a husband and the wife probably you have not yet read that probably right after this service you start reading it but you have to read it with maturity you see, God will not allow that to be in the Bible if it is unholy before Him. Here in Proverbs chapter 5, verse 18 to 19, let us read. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth. A lovely deer, a graceful doe, let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Church, that's in the Bible. You can get your Bible and you can check it. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. <gasps> Pastor, nakasulat yan? pa yan? Yes, it's true. It's written there. And I'm just merely reading it. Why? Because in the mind and in the perspective of God, sex in the context of marriage is holy. Amen? It is holy. Now, let me present to you the third view, and that is the biblical view. Sex is a gift. Can you say that with me? Sex is a gift. Once again, sex is a gift. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, the Bible says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Say, one Flesh. Flesh is equivalent to embodiment of a whole person before God. Married couple, although they are two, they are actually one before God's sight. And it's only the Holy Spirit who can do that. One plus one is equal to one. It does not sound logical. It's actually a miracle that the Holy Spirit is the only one who can do. One plus one is equal to one. One flesh is equivalent to one new person. So if you are here together with your spouse, before God, you are not two, you are just one. Because God made you as one. And therefore, because you are already one before God, He made you one by the power of the Holy Spirit, you have now the responsibility towards one another to experience the continuing bonding between the two of you. Sex is a gift. Sex is a gift to a husband and a wife. Sex is a way of cementing relationship with complete oneness. It is God's appointed way for saying to another person, I belong completely and permanently to you. Are you beside your respective spouses right now? Who among you are beside your respective spouses? Raise your hands. Don't be ashamed. Say to your spouse, you belong to me, I belong to you. Please don't say that to the person beside you if he or she is not your spouse. Uh, pastor, is it okay if I say it by faith? No! You're not allowed to say that. Okay? Remember every time, for example, is the giving of drinks, we always say this. Can I just call my beloved wife today? I just would like to make some demonstration. (laughs) Don't be malicious. It's a different kind of illustration. Okay. Every time... Pastor King knows this. Every time we solemnize a wedding, I all, we all, the, the, the man would say to the woman, this ring is the sign of the covenant I have made with you today. As I place it on your hand and you receive it, you acknowledge that you are no longer your own, but mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Give God a hand. By the way, uh, After the wedding, we always say, Husband, you may now kiss your wife. (laughs) You know what? The presumption is, for the first time, you are going to kiss your wife. First time. However, in some marriages, without condemning and without prejudging, every time we say, you may now kiss your wife, it appears that they practiced for it for several years. (laughs) In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, beginning verse 3 up to 5, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. Remember this, Paul was the one talking to the Corinthians, and Paul was an unmarried man. And yet, He acknowledged the need of a woman and the need of a man. And he said in verse 3, the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the same way the wife should fulfill her husband's need. It is a necessary thing to happen or else they would look for it outside marriage. That's why a husband and wife should have a healthy sexual life. They are not supposed to look for it outside their marriage it should be confined within their marriage are they supposed to enjoy pastor of course they are supposed to enjoy the bible says they were both naked and they felt no shame who oh, uh, never mind <laughs> i might commit mistake in my question okay the wife verse for the wife gives authority over her her body to her husband and The husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Both of you have a marital sexual obligation to one another. Here in verse 5, in 1 Corinthians 7, Do not deprive, say deprive. Do not deprive each other of sexual relations unless you both agree to refrain from sexual intimacy for a limited time so you can give yourselves more completely to prayer afterward, you should come together again so that Satan won't be able to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. You see, God somehow is even using sex as a way for you to be strengthened in your bonding so that Satan would not be able to tempt you and get that need outside of it, outside of marriage. If we are to compare the world perspective and the perspective of the Word of God For the world sex is without moral boundary they can do it with anyone as long as there is an urge let's do it but the word of god is saying sex is within the boundary or context of marriage what a big difference to the world sex is self-gratification to the word of god sex is self-donation it's a full giving of entire self to one whom somebody belongs you donate yourself To one another, meaning you are giving consent. That's why now we understand that marital rape is really illegal and immoral. Are you there? Marital rape is indeed illegal, not just illegal, but also immoral. But of course, everything must come into agreement between you and your wife. If your wife is sick, don't force the issue don't say you see the bible pastor jonathan said last sunday that self-donation yeah but i am sick (laughs) you have to understand that are you there you need to come to an agreement and understand each other according to albert Muller, the biblical writers affirm sexuality as part of our embodied existence as human beings we are sexual creatures and as sexual creatures we are called to honor god with our bodies the biblical writers link holiness to happiness True human happiness comes in the fulfillment of sexual holiness that praise may be something new to you sexual holiness is there such thing as sexual holiness yes the attempt to enjoy sexual happiness without holiness is the root of sexual deviance according to dr albert Moller. in first corinthians chapter 6 verse 16 do you not know that he who unites himself with a prostitute is one with her in body? For it is said, the two will become one flesh. If the husband and the wife is doing sexual intercourse before God, that's holy. Because God ordained marriage. Now, if you are making love to other person aside from your wife, you, that's considered a sexual immorality. We are so familiar about this phrase, the two will become one flesh. It's okay with the husband and the wife because the two will become one flesh. But how about if she is your girlfriend, he is your boyfriend, and you make love? That is what you call fornication. And you are aligning yourself, aligning your spirit to the spirit of fornication. If it's a prostitute, of course, to the spirit of prostitute or prostitute spirit. Anything that is outside of marriage, any sex outside marriage, is immoral. And it would affect us not just physically, it would affect us most especially spiritually and even physiology. Parang may Parang nag sila. Hindi lang Okay according to colossians chapter 3 verse 4 5 put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature sexual immorality impurity lust evil desires and greed which is idolatry in colossians chapter 3 verse 10 it says here and put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator god we, remember this if anyone is in christ he is a new creation. The oldest can behold the new has come. Sabi niya niyo, put on the new self. In Ephesians chapter four, verse twenty-three to twenty-four, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. Sinu purito ang anak ng Dios tasang kamay? Tayo po ay binago na ng Panginoon. Positionally, we are righteous before God, and therefore we should continue living in righteousness. That's why in Ephesians 5 verse 8, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Church, allow me to just summarize this. To the worldly view, sex is God. It is a God to them. They cannot afford not to have it. The cravings of their sinful nature, pinagbibigyan lang ng pinagbibigyan. Sa pananaw naman ng mga religious bastos, ito hindi dapat pag-usapan, dapat ay palihim lamang ito, hindi to maganda. Dapat ang sex sa marriage, ito ay para lang sila magkaroon ng anak. Hindi dapat magkaroon ng pleasure ang mag-asawa. They are not supposed to enjoy it dahil yun ay para lamang sila magkaanak. Wala tayo magiging kaibahan sa mga hayop. But in the biblical perspective, sex is a gift to the husband and the wife. They are supposed to enjoy it not just for procreation purposes. They, God is using it to cement the relationship together. Meaning, If marriage is God's idea, and God initiated marriage, and marriage is holy, therefore, sex is holy because sex is part of God's design. Sex is part of God's purpose in marriage. And therefore, this should be our perspective that sex must serve the purposes of God in marriage. Amen. Can we give God a hand? You know why people are making sex as their God? Ito po yung dahilan. Sin is what you do when your heart is not satisfied with God. That is why Jesus Christ died on the cross. Because there is something lacking in us that only God can fill. It's not sex, it's not money, it's not anything else. Jesus Christ died so that He can reconcile us to God so that God can feel what's lacking in us because only God can feel the emptiness that's inside us. It's not your boyfriend, it's not your wife, it's not your husband. It's God Himself. And all other things will be put in order when you put God in the center of your life. You will have a right perspective about sex, about money, about everything in life if you make God as the center of your life learn how to be satisfied with God alone and you'll be satisfied with everything. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in the Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.